I started doing yoga to help with my flexibility. But the more I learned, the more I realized how much more the study of yoga has to offer. Yoga has improved my physical and mental health and outlook on life. I feel that yoga can be beneficial for everyone. My mission is to share what I've learned about yoga with all the non-yogis, Joe Sixpacks, and everyday people in a down-to-earth fashion. My name is Luis, and this is the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final Deployed Yogi Podcast. That's it. Yes, I am out of here in a couple days. Um, by the time this episode airs, I actually will be already be home, maybe with my family already. But this is the final episode I'll be recording from Qatar. Very excited to announce that. And then from here on out, uh, I may put up a couple episodes as far as my homecoming. I do plan on having an episode with my wife on when she's back and we're back into our groove to talk about her side of the deployment. And then, you know what? I might take a little hiatus for a little bit just to hang out and reconnect with the family. Hope you all don't mind, all, all 15 of you guys that listen to this thing. Uh, so on this episode, a few things I'm going to talk about. Uh, so I turned 37 this past week and a few kind of reflection on that. Also reflections on just lessons I learned here while in Qatar. And a few interesting things that happened. Uh, some questions I got asked as far as my return home. And just, I'm going to get cynical a little bit towards the end. Just because uh, just I think it's kind of funny. Anyway, so first off, yes, April 20th, 420 is my birthday. And I turned 37 this year. Yes, officially in my late 30s, uh, I like to think because, you know, 31 to 33 is like early 30s and you got your middle section and then I'm on the fuck on the downslope man I'm closer to 40 than anything so um so with age you know people have a lot of may have some issues getting older I as I've as I've gotten older I look forward to it honestly um I feel like I just fucking get better with age <laughs> there all are there are a few things that I'm like not too psyched about uh, I do have some thinning hair I got a little bald spot like kind of developing on the the crown of my head. It is what it is. Um, my, I'm a little saggier than I used to be. And that's okay too. It happens, you know. Um, but, you know, the things I've learned about getting older and I, I guess through yoga or just, just fucking wisdom is um, it's fucking, it's a part of everything, right? Try not to hold on to this shit. Embrace that you're getting older. And... The way I, I try to do this is to continue to challenge myself and just to learn new shit, right? Starting this podcast, doing the yoga stuff, doing meditation, you know, I might be going back to school here in a bit, um, depending on how the, the future plays out. Um, just continually not settling and just like life is never over. There's actually no graduation. You just continuously learn and learn and learn that the idea is to, for 37 year old me, to be fucking way better than 36 year old me. And I feel like, uh, I think I've accomplished that. I feel pretty good about it. And you know, what else makes me feel okay with aging is, you know, through studying yoga and studying the text is just realizing that this fucking meat suit that we have now, or that I have is, it's just a thing, right? It's not really me, the true self, the spirit, the soul that's resides within the, within this vessel, um, is immortal. But the, the, what I'm using right now as a tool, my body, to carry me through this life and do what I need to do is, you know, it's an aging thing. 
it's a thing and it gets old and that's okay. And just realizing that our bodies and our minds are always going to be in a flux. They're always changing. I mentioned this a long time on an episode where, you know, 10 year old me looks completely different than fucking, you know, 37 year old me, but the same spirit resides within. However, the body has transformed. Same thing with the mind, right? The mind of a 10 year old is way different than a mind of a 37 year old. So just remembering that, that we're always going to be in flux. We're always going to be fucking changing and just embracing that, right? Listen, at 37, um, ear hair maintenance is a fucking thing I have to do now. Wasn't super thrilled about it, but hey, my body still surprises me to this day. It's something I got to do. I check up on every now and then. And if I see some fucking righteous hair sticking out of my ear, I, I pluck them because I just don't like the way it looks. Um, same thing with the nose hair. Um, it's, it's just a thing that happens. I don't know where this hair comes from. As you get older, maybe it just goes from my head, like the top of my head out through the fucking ears and my nostrils. Who knows? But, you know, I feel really good at 37 uh, physically, mentally, uh, spiritually. I feel fucking awesome. And I'm very grateful for all the things that I've been able to accomplish all the things that have been brought into my life and I'm very excited to see what the future brings and I I always like to say you know I would rather hang out with 37 year old me than 27 year old me because 27 year old me did not have his shit together as much as he may have made it seem so um there's a lot of growth that happened in those 10 years and I just continue I hope to continue to progress and just be this fucking old wise sage fucking dude that people come to and ask for advice and I can impart wisdom on younger generations and help them through life because I've been through some shit and maybe you don't have to go through it um, because I can tell you to avoid those things I don't know so yes 37 this week super excited um, being here was kind of a bummer I would rather be with my family I'm not a big birthday celebratory person um, you can ask my wife, she, I'm sure it bugs her, but I think she's just accepted that about me, that I don't make a big deal about my birthday. Um, the only thing I, I do on my birthday is I, or don't do, is I don't fucking go to work on my birthday. That is the one thing, it's like, I'm not going to be here for my birthday. Other than that, typically my birthday is comprised of the things I like to do already, which is, you know, I work out, I like to have some free time to drink coffee, meditate, journal, whatever. And then typically I'll treat myself to a nice meal. Um, I won't go out for it because I have a thing about, uh, going out for food that I can probably cook better on my own. So I will go like, I think one birthday I got myself, my wife, a fucking big old tomahawk steak. And I made that at home. And that was like my treat for myself for my birthday. So that's kind of the small things I do for myself. I'm not a, yeah, I just don't like birthday dinners. I just, that's not my thing. You know, if I do have to do something like that, I, I say I have to, but if something like that comes up, I'm very grateful for it. But if it were my style, I would just kind of like low-key treat myself the way I like to be treated and press on. But, you know, being here was a little bit of a bummer. I tried to do all the things I typically tended to do. You know, I worked out. I didn't really have a nice steak because the food here is it is what it is. I did get myself a pedicure, which is <laughs> which is very much needed. Um, my poor feet don't, don't get treated as well as they should have. And that was kind of it, you know, and maybe my birth, my wife and I can, we can do something when I get back. We're going to do stuff when we get back regardless, but maybe we can have a little cake or whatever. Um, moving forward again, this is the last time I'm going to be talking to this microphone come from Qatar. So a lot of reflection this week on things I've learned, things I've learned about myself, uh, applied or maybe relearned, um, made a quick little list and 
you know, one of those things was was grace and just granting grace um, to yourself and to others. This is going to be a coffee talk. I have coffee right here, so just don't mind the slurps too much. So grace uh, was one thing I always imparted to the new guys, especially if this is their first deployment with a spouse or a family. And something I've had to, you know, relearn a lot. You know, my wife had at times had a really rough time, you know, being holding it down for everybody, you know, for all of us being the single, the single parent and just affording her that, that grace and affording myself the same grace as well. Because as a dude, I've mentioned before, my, my first action when my, my loved one tells me something's bothering me, something's wrong. My first action is to be like, well, fucking do this. Let me fix it. Da, 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 da. And that's how it goes. That's just my dude nature. I can't help that. Automatically, when you tell me a problem, I'm thinking of ways of how to fix it. And I had to realize that I'm not in a position to do that right now. Um, as much as I would love to, you know, just reach to the phone and fucking hold my wife and have her cry in my arms, I, I can't. And I have to give myself that grace because I feel like a piece of shit sometimes because I can't help her, you know. Um, but, you know, the grace and giving other people grace and just letting them realizing that they're fucking human, man, and they're going to make mistakes and they're going to go through ups and downs and realizing that although it may not seem like a big thing to you, to them it might be. And just giving them the space to feel what they need to feel, not just with my wife, but other people through here, right? Um, sometimes airmen would come to me with some stuff in the back of my head. I'm like, for real? This is what you're? Okay. But, you know, to them, it's a big thing. And, you know, I just kind of creating that space and giving them that grace to to express it and to feel heard and to feel cared for uh on that is you know another thing i learned is setting your shit aside and getting to know people uh, i mentioned a few episodes ago uh Stu, the guy that ended up sitting in the office with me i had a lot of resentment towards him because of a thing that happened in the past and because of that i painted this picture of him in my head but you know as i got to know him i was able to kind of build you know break down that wall and just realize man you're just again give him that grace you're just a fucking dude trying to do what you think is right and trying to be a good dad trying to be a good person and it took a lot for me to just to set my shit aside and just get to know the person at at least at the most basic level right and i think we can learn a lot from that is we tend to build a lot of stories up in our head uh, of other people other things because that's what our, our brain does right it fucking tries to make a story so it can make sense to us and most of the time we're not the villain in that story we are the fucking hero and the other person's the problem so you know trying to set that aside and trying to see things from all angles was something i learned a lot this deployment um you know there's there's a lot of instances like that and i had to like take a breath and just go into the conversation which leads me to the next point is going into the conversation not trying to be right, but trying to find a solution. That was the mantra I told myself a lot. This this deployment is like, I don't want to be right. I just want to find a solution. And by saying that, I was able to, again, set my shit aside, set my ego aside, not wanting to be the one that comes out on top, you know, in quotations, but just trying to see from all angles and see what is the common thing here. What can we all do to, to find a way forward for this shit? Um, so that was, that was another big lesson is learning to not want to be right, which is really hard because we all want to be right, right? Fucking feels good. Uh, the next thing I learned was uh, consistency. Uh, this is through, you know, the yoga practices that I put on, the meditation sessions that I put on, you know, going to the gym that I, I mean, I already do. I kind of have that, have that muscle built already as far as going to the gym. 
But when you put yourself out there and you put your things out there, it's like, look what I, look what I made. And there's crickets in return. Um, it does hurt the ego, right? It makes you feel like, should I even fucking do this anymore? But again, I learned through just keep showing up and don't attach myself to the fruits, but attach myself to the work that I can control, right? Because I have no control about how people receive these things, if they're interested in it or not, and I can't make them feel a certain way about this shit. All I can control is how often I show up and how I show up to those things. And, you know, it it builds a a bit of a callus, I want to say. I'm probably not the best word, but, you know, it makes you kind of realize I can only control so much, right? That builds that muscle of like, this is all I can do, dog. This is it. And whatever comes after that is cool. It's not it is what it is basically and the more you put yourself out there consistently and put in effort the more this muscle gets built of like you know you can look at it as like nobody gives a shit or hey fucking nobody gives a shit Uh, you know either way it doesn't stop you from continuing to show up right so that was another thing i learned and you know by doing the consistency and showing up and setting the ego aside you start building these intangible strengths within yourself as far as like resilience and just dependence on yourself and fucking the power of your action is so so important right because you realize how much power you have in the efforts that you put into things um you know i was journaling earlier today and you know we talk about uh you know, a spheres of influence, the things that happen outside of us. And, you know, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I was getting to the cynical stuff as I saw a girl at the coffee shop this morning. I was grabbing my coffee and she was, she seemed super irritated that there was a, a long line at the, at the coffee spot, which right now we're on a rotation pivot. So a lot of people are coming in, a lot of people are rotating out. So we have this big influx of population here on base. Um, and it's just a thing, right? It's a fucking thing that's going to happen. You want to get out of here, right? So people got to fucking show up so you can get out of here. Um, but she just seemed (laughs) just really irritated. And when people get mad at things that they cannot control, it just kind of like, I kind of laugh it off. Like, what are you, what are you getting upset about? Like you have no control over this. And she was just sitting there all kind of a little pissy in line. And in my head, I'm like, you're, you're going to have a fucking tough day if this is like, the thing that that sets you off right um but anyway i'm kind of getting off topic i'll talk about that cynical stuff maybe later but anyway just showing up and this builds that consistency of realizing your power that you have in your action is what i was trying to get at and those were the the big takeaways i got from this deployment um some other things i I did some discovery of of myself as far as what career path i may want to take when i do retire i thought about a lot about retirement because it's coming up really fast it's about a year away maybe 18 months or so um, and I got to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. But I, I think I have a path that I want to pursue. And I'm going to get some information on that when I get back and see what that looks like for, for myself and my family. Um, I'm not going to share it right now because, you know, I just want to see if this is a for real thing I want to do. But uh, I did discover some strengths I did have and really leaned into those this deployment. And that's what kind of made me feel like, you know what, maybe I can go do this and instead of some fucking corporate whatever which which would be fine if it pays the bills but it's not something i'm very i wake up super excited to do um another interesting thing that happened this week is uh your ordinary yogi might be a youtube star here soon (laughs) uh uh 
a young gal that who's here on base. She has a YouTube channel uh, about like lifestyle and health and stuff like that. And she's trying to do her thing, and I, I really admired that about her. And uh, she hit me up and said, you know, I I've been trying to get into mindfulness meditation, and I I just need some help, and I would like to interview you and talk about it, and maybe share it with some people. And I was just like, fuck yeah, dog, I'm down for whatever. So that experience was was interesting, right? I've never been asked to talk about these things, right? Being an interview status. So I thought I was kind of, I felt kind of fancy and special about everything. Um, but we set up here in the, the room where I do the, the podcast. And uh, a couple things I learned is about myself is, you know, I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera, everybody. Not to fucking boast or fucking stroke myself off too much is uh, I didn't really feel the camera was there. I was really fluid and talking and it's like, oh, you yeah, know, I'm actually kind of good on this and again just recognizing your strengths is another thing that you can probably take away from this is so often in the military at least you have your your feedbacks and it's like oh you did all this really good cool but let's focus on what you're bad at and then you know of course that's cool or anything but i think if we kind of lean towards our strengths it might provide us a little bit more um fruits in the future or just make us feel better about what we are doing so it was, it was an interesting conversation. You know, we talked about meditation. I gave my two cents and I actually led her and another guy that was in here uh, through a meditation. She, she found some benefit out of that. And it, it just made me feel really good. And that should be coming out soon. Uh, she said she's going to send me a link. If it's out by the time this episode comes out, I will put that link in the show notes so you can see me doing my thing. Uh, the last thing is a couple questions I got as far as, you know, going home and, you know, what I'm what's expected. I think maybe people have maybe curious what that's like, um, but I only got two, is what am I going to eat when I get back? And this is a huge thing, right? Um, here, you, you have your choice of food, but it's just, ah, it's not the same to the stuff that's compared to home. And for me right now, I would like to take myself out. As I mentioned before, I want to have just a really nice steak. That's, that is at the tippy top of what I want is to have a nice, fat, juicy fucking sirloin or a ribeye, something ridiculously fat and juicy that I can just chop and enjoy and shove down my gullet. That is probably the thing I want to eat the most. Uh, what's probably going to get in my mouth first is probably rotisserie chicken. If you don't, if you know anything about me, you know I fucking... Rotisserie chickens are just my jam. They're easy, they're quick. But at some point, I will take myself out and get a self, myself a nice fucking juicy steak and, and devour that thing. The next question was, you know, what am I going to do when I first walk into the house? And that's a really interesting one because when I get back, my, my family's still not going to be there. They're still going to be in California. They're going to fly out, uh, I think, a week after I get there. And this is going to give me time to get in process to work before I start my, my R&R, um, get the house ready because we left everything bare, you know, like the fucking the pantry, the fridge, everything's empty. So it's going to give me some time to get the house ready for them um, before they show up. So it's going to be probably really weird going back home and to another empty house. If you listen back to the very first episode about the, the deployment, it was very strange and surreal being in an empty house. Like not even the dog was there. Um, so it's going to be really strange. Um, lying in the bed by myself is going to be weird. Um, granted, I've been sleeping by myself for, you know, four or five months now. But being in our home where I'm used to having this being part of this unit and doing that for a short period of time before everyone comes home, it's, it's going to be strange. But, you know, the only way to through this shit is forward, right? So um, I'm going to do what I can, get the house ready, um, get as much stuff as I can. So that way, when my family does show up, 
Eric, I can just dedicate all that time and effort to them and not worry about fucking shit else. I do plan on taking a lot of time off when everyone gets back together and just just enjoying everybody, right? Enjoying that time, enjoying that peace and quiet, which is why I might do a little hiatus from the podcast um, because I don't want any distractions, y'all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be back with my family. And that is all I have this week. Um, so as I close out this, I guess, stunt of deployment podcast, I, I do think about a lot of things. And first, just a, a love and appreciation for my wife and her ability to, to hold it down and be a mother and father and everything to my son and sacrificing her her time and herself for the sake of our family you know and it's it's fucking being a military spouse is is not easy um if any of you know military spouse or like kind of curious about it fucking reach out to them it's it fucking sucks it's good so it's good when it's it's good but when it's like this it's horrible (laughs) It's, it's pretty shitty um, so which is why I'm going to do an episode of us talking so y'all can get that perspective and maybe gain a little more knowledge of the, the military spouse, a little more respect because it's, I feel like it's an overlooked thing. But first and foremost is a, a big thank you to my wife, um, for doing what she did. And I know it wasn't easy and the, sometimes the only way fucking to get through this shit was forward as much as we wanted to stop and not do it anymore. We had no choice. And you know, as I've told her, we don't get to choose what is put on our plate um, but we do get to choose how we receive it and how we tend to deal with it. Uh, the next big thank you is to all of y'all, you know, to for th- listen to me yammer on for fucking four or five months. And it's been a really good experience sharing this stuff with you. I hope you all gained something from my fucking my ye- Mahin and Han this past four months. Um, and that'll be it for now. I'll start off the Ordinary Yogi podcast again, maybe soon after I get back. A few things I'm si- super excited about to start when I'm getting back to, to Cheyenne, Wyoming, but we'll talk about those later. Uh, I love you all. I appreciate you guys. And I will talk to you guys probably next week from the U.S., everyone. Adios. <laughs>